Hi, welcome back to Pause, Learn, and Reflect with Katie. I'm happy you're here. I changed the schedule a bit. We were supposed to cover generalizing a behavior, but I felt it was more important to provide tips to prepare your dog for the return to work. With COVID-19 stay-at-home orders relaxing, many people are starting to return to work over the next week or so, and we want to make sure that dog families are prepared for the change. Now, don't let the COVID-19 reference stop you from listening any further. This information is also useful for anyone returning to work at any time following an extended period spent at home, and this includes summer vacation. So that said, let's get started. After months of spending a majority of time at home, our real-life routine is about to begin again. This means returning to work, attending sporting events, visiting the gym, enjoying outings with family and friends, whatever it is that you enjoy will keep you away from home. Now, while this might be a little scary, it's also exciting for us to get back to life as we know it. For our dogs, however, this return to normal means long stretches of time spent alone away from the people that they love most. And this reality can lead to stress and depression for our pets. Even dogs who are considered well-adjusted animals will suffer. My dog, Elsa, is an independent dog. That means when she wants to hang with us and have someone pet her, she's right there by our side. But when she wants to be left alone, she will leave the comfortable dog bed in our living room and lay upstairs or on the floor in another room. Why? Because she craves time alone and does not want to be bothered. So she is the last dog that you would expect to have an issue after these months at home. We've come to accept this personality trait. It's not that she dislikes us. It's just who she is. She is the dog who ignores us when we return home after time away. Instead of greeting us with a wagging tail and a wiggly body, she remains in her bed with her eyes closed, hoping no one will notice her. But even she has changed. Recently, I've noticed when I return home from the grocery store, which as we know can be an hour or hours to um, achieve, but when I get home, she is at the door greeting me and then she follows me around the house for the longest time staying close half the time I'm tripping over her now because after six years I'm not used to this it is so out of character for my dog but her behavior confirms that most dogs are affected when the family routine changes even the well-adjusted dogs that we don't expect it from they will feel some sort of pain when their family returns to school and work. So today, I'm going to share 10 tips to help you keep your dog mentally and physically healthy as you're about to return to the world that we've known before COVID-19 and also before summer break or any other time that you've spent an extended period of time at home. So try not to put this idea on the back burner, especially if you're home for the summer, because we all know that three months very quickly becomes three weeks, becomes three days, and before you know it, there's no time to prepare. So if you can start this right away, it would be great. So our first tip comes from a man that I used to work with, 
every single morning when he arrived to work, he would say, routine, routine, routine. And in response, I would smile and nod, not realizing how powerful his words were until I started training dogs. So Andy, tip number one is for you. And naturally, it's called routine, routine, routine. Dogs thrive on routine. Unpredictability causes stress for dogs. If mealtime and bedtime routines drastically fluctuate each day that you're home, you're causing stress for your dog. Now, dogs do need to be flexible. So if they normally eat at 5, but tonight their meal's not going to come till 6.30 or 7, that's okay. They have to survive. They cannot be so rigid. However, if your dog's mealtime continuously changes. So there's some days that you forget to feed the dog. There's other days that uh, the five o'clock mealtime is given at 10. And I'm not talking every once in a while. I'm talking like for a week straight or if it's done regularly. Well, you need to get your dog back on schedule because it's going to cause stress. The reason that dogs who are on a schedule don't stress is because they know their food is going to come every single day. But once we start messing with their food, once we start messing with the routine, it makes them unsure and this can cause stress and anxiety for the dog. It is equally important that your dog relax certain times of the day without anyone bothering them. The best time for you to set your dog down to relax is after a brisk walk or playing in the yard. So when the dog does relax, nobody should interact their sleep. Number one, we want the dog to get used to being alone. But second, we want your dog to rest peacefully, knowing that the space is not going to be interrupted. You know, in many cases, dogs will bite people when their sleep is disturbed. So it's a good practice to keep guests and children away from a sleeping dog. Okay, so keeping routine in mind, we're going to head over to tip two. Keep your dog exercised and keep your dog training routine the same. With the extra time on our hands, many of us have enjoyed daily strolls and frisbee throws with our dogs. A return to normal does not mean that exercise should stop. Continue whatever exercise routine you've created with your dog while you've been home. Don't change it. So if you have started walking your dog every day, keep that routine. And even if you can't do it every day, keep it as close to every day as possible because this is what the dog is used to. The same thing goes for dog training. Keep up with the dog training and if you stopped, get back to it. Even if your dog knows the commands well and they no longer have to practice 15 minutes a day, two to three times a day, we still want you to keep that consistency and that routine. My dog goes to her place every single day at 4.59 p.m. And the reason she does that is because she knows 5 p.m. is dinner time. So number one, I've kept her food routine. I've kept her dinner time and her breakfast time the same. So she knows when to expect food. But I've also kept my training routine the same. In my house, while I'm preparing the food, Elsa has to go to her place and she has to remain there. The reason we did it is because when we had two dogs before we lost our dog Duke to cancer, she used to attack him because she was afraid he was going to steal her food. 
So by implementing the place command, we were able to let her know that she can wait in place, her food would be prepared, it would be put down, it would be safe from Duke eating it so she can eat in peace. And this routine worked wonderful when we had two dogs. We only have her. I still keep it in place because it relieves stress from her. She knows exactly what is going to happen leading up to her mealtime. So it's really important that you do remain consistent with your training. Dogs who have owners who take a leadership role are definitely less stressed and more happy. And we take a leadership role by putting rules in place and by following them on a regular basis. Okay, let's go to tip number three, confinement. If your dog is normally confined when you leave him a home, when you leave him alone, whether it's in a crate or in a room, have your dog spend a short time in that space each day. You can begin with five minutes, build up to 15, and work your way up to a half hour and beyond. Prepare your dog by gradually confining them each day. And doing so will make it easier when the time comes that you're gone for longer periods of time. So in a perfect world, you have continued to do this every single day from the first day that you were home. But most of us get out of the routine, which means that the dog gets out of the routine. So just start doing it right away. Plan confinement time for your dog every single day starting now. It is so much easier if you do it when you have the time than if you wait until you're going back to work and now you have a dog who's screaming and crying or you have a dog who refuses to go in the crate and now you're stressed out because you have a place to go and your dog is not going along with your plan. Now you're creating stress. And the last thing you want to do is start your day off with stress. Start your dog's day off with stress. It never ends well. So how can we make confinement work without it being too stressful? We're going to move to tip number four. We're going to provide entertainment. Dogs who are bored can become destructive. So can dogs who are anxious. It's important that our dog knows how to entertain themselves, both when we're home and when we're away from home. Whenever you can find your dog, make that time fun. Provide something amazing that they do not get to enjoy at any other time. So consider this, you hate exercise, but you decide at your doctor's advice that you have to start a walking routine or maybe you're gonna go to the gym. The thought of this exercise program is torture. But you love to listen to podcasts and you love to listen to recorded books. You can only listen to these programs when you exercise. So you are now pairing something you enjoy with something that you don't enjoy very much. Eventually, the great thing, like our podcast, will make the other thing, like exercise, not so bad. So whenever you can find your dog, pair it with something wonderful. What are some things that you can do? Well, you can introduce a treat-releasing ball or puzzle. And listen, it'll work both in the crate and not. There are treat-releasing balls that you have to push around to get the food out, but there's also treat-releasing balls that have like these little rubber teeth on them that hold the food in place, and the dog just has to work it with their teeth to get it out, and it's great for cleaning their teeth and also keeping them busy in a smaller space. You can fill a marrowbone or a kong with a filler, that can be frozen for extra long enjoyment. And if you go over to Pinterest, there's plenty of recipes there. You can let your dog enjoy a scavenger hunt 
by hiding treats throughout the space that your dog occupies. I mean, even in the crate, you can hide it under the blanket, but this is probably better served for a dog who's in a room and not a crate. We kept cardboard tubes from toilet paper and paper towel rolls um, throughout the pandemic. And what I did is I placed food inside and then I pinched and folded each end of the tube to secure the food in place. And Elsa had the greatest time tearing the cardboard apart and retrieving her reward. You can make frozen treats for your dog to enjoy. Again, go to Pinterest. They have blueberry yogurt treats and peanut butter honey treats with a hard bone inside. And you just use a little ice cube trays. This way you can create these frozen treats for your dog. Another thing, you can surprise your dog by leaving a lick mat affixed to a surface so that she can lick the yummy treats while you're gone. I leave it on my sliding glass doors and I put a little bit of peanut butter for Elsa to enjoy. I also use it for bath time because she's required to stay in the bath for 10 minutes with medicated shampoo. She absolutely hates being in the bath. So what we do is after I massage her up, I put the mat there, she spends five minutes licking it and bam, five minutes of a massage putting the special shampoo on her, five minutes of it soaking while she does lick mat. I hose her off and she's out of the bath. So lick mats are awesome treats for your dog. Okay, you can also leave in a busy bucket for your dog. What's a busy bucket? Well, exactly that. You find a bucket or a large bowl and you fill it with, you can fill it, like I said, I put the toilet paper roll in there with treats inside. I put a kong or bone, a marrow bone in there uh, stuffed with a little smooth filler like peanut butter. I leave a toy that she enjoys. I'll put another bone or chew toy in there. And then what she does is she forges through the bucket to pull these items out and then she can enjoy the activity while we're gone. If you want to learn more about that, check YouTube and search for videos on Busy Bucket for Dogs. Okay, my dog also loves her snuffle mat. The snuffle mat allows her to forage through for food. So try all those ideas. Make sure they're safe ideas for your dog. Try each of them out several times when you're home just to make sure that the dog cannot injure themselves with it. I never suggest snuffle mats for puppies or for dogs who eat things. Um, my mother's dog eats a rug, eats rugs, eats them all the time. He could never have a snuffle mat. And we just want to make sure other dogs who enjoy ripping things up and swallowing items that they not have some of the things that I suggested here unless it's safe. We do want your dog to be happy, but we want them to be safe too. So let's move on to tip number five, and that is watching TV. You can turn on Animal Planet and allow the sounds and sight of other animals to keep your dog occupied. You can also leave the crate in front of a large window or a glass door, so this way your dog can watch the world go by. Of course, we want them to do so quietly. If the dog is going to bark all day, then this is not the activity for them because we don't want the dog in that frame of mind, nor do we want our neighbors to be annoyed with the dog. If you do choose to do this, you can also provide a safe and enjoyable chew toy for your dog for added comfort. We have provided ideas to keep your dog entertained while confined. Hopefully by this point, your dog is remaining in that confined place for at least 30 minutes without a problem. So now it is time for you to leave. While your dog is confined and entertained, it is time for you to enjoy life before your routine shifts into high gear again. Take a brisk walk, go for a swim, spend time gardening, learn something new online, 
or go off and meditate in a quiet spot. Do any project that is difficult to do with a dog underfoot. But no matter what you decide, you need to ignore your dog. Tip number six, create calm. So often we read that essential oils and classical music can calm a dog. That's true, but it has to be done properly. If we just start diffusing essential oils or playing classical music right before we walk out the door, that can trigger anxiety because now when the dog smells, the, say, the lavender or they hear the classical music, they know what is being paired with that and that is you leaving. Nothing is magic. Essential oils are not going to make your dog sleepy or magically forget why they're stressed and nor will classical music. A stressed dog likely will not notice either of these things. However, when you pair it, that's different. How many times have you walked into a space and smelled something that reminded you of your childhood? Maybe you heard a song that reminded you of a loved one. In each of these scenarios, it probably just made you feel so good. And it gave you like the little tinglies throughout your body. Again, association triggers memories that can cause a calming effect. Whether you want to use essential oils, play classical music, use a sound machine, or try anything else that's recommended to you, first, we want you to form an association. Diffuse essential oils or play classical music when you and your dog spend quiet time together. It could be during cuddle sessions, while you're brushing or massaging them, or when you're resting side by side. You can even use this when you're driving in the car, maybe going to doggy daycare, or if you take your dog to the dog park or to a store to buy something, whatever it is, associate the sound and smell to something great. Do this for weeks, for months, and then add it to your workday routine. After a while, these familiar sounds and smells can be calming for your dog when you're away because it reminds your dog of happy time spent with you. But in the meantime, I suggest playing talk radio or the TV when you leave because speaking is a sound that your dog is used to hearing when you're around. Going back to essential oils, here is a safety warning. Please read labels and do research on essential oils as some can be dangerous for animals. Not only for dogs, but cats. You can find an essential oil that's perfectly safe for a dog, but can be toxic to a cat. So please do your research and speak to your vet before that you use essential oils. I also want you to remember that your dog's sense of smell is considerably stronger than your own. Keep the diffuser out of reach and keep it away from your dog's resting place. It does not and should not be near the crate or the room that your dog rests in. All right, it can be in the room if the room is really large and the dog can get away from it. We do not want the smell to overwhelm the dog. If you have tried all of the above suggestions and your dog is still reaching out, here is tip seven. Change your routine. If the sight of your running shoes or sound of your keys jingling sends your dog running for the front door or throws them into a panic, it's time to change up your routine. Desensitize your dog to these sounds and sight triggers. Open and close the closet door without retrieving anything. Put your shoes on and then watch television or sit at your computer. Retrieve your purse, place the strap on your shoulder, and walk around the house while jingling your keys and then put them both away. 
basically you are removing triggers that signal your dog that you are about to leave either with him or without him. If your dog normally behaves in your home when you're there, but destroys the house or defecates every single time you're away, you should hire a dog trainer who specializes in separation anxiety. This may be more than anxiety and stress. It could be a serious condition and that requires a specialized help. But for a lot of people, the dog could misbehave in the house because they're bored. So in that case, you can try hiring a dog walker or bringing your dog to doggy daycare. Hiring a dog walker can help your dog get through the day by providing exercise and breaking up the monotony. A young dog may not be able to hold their waist for eight hours or more. And that's where a dog walker can help. But so will spending time in doggy daycare a couple days a week. Awesome option because playing with other dogs is exciting and the high energy activity will exhaust your dog likely for the whole next day, which will make it easier to leave your dog at home the next day. A tired dog is a good dog and often a tired dog is less stressed too. We have finally reached tip 10. End the dramatic departure. Don't make a big deal out of leaving your home. There is no need for you to say goodbye to your dog or remind him that you will return. He will not be put off by your silent departure. You know, Karen did not say goodbye to me today. I am going to poop in her shoe. Trust me, it never happens. If your dog is pooping in your shoe, there's another reason for it. It's not because you failed to say goodbye. What can upset your dog is the change in energy when you depart and arrive back home. Arrival and departure from home should not be an event. There should not be any dramatic fanfare when you come and go. I want you to think of this. Imagine you've been dating a person for a while. The person has been acting strange all day. They call you and tell you, get dressed up, we're going for dinner. You get the idea in your head that you're about to get engaged and are thrilled with the prospect. You call your best friend and tell her, it's about to happen, I'm gonna get engaged. And now you are so excited to go for dinner. Your excitement is building all day. Your date arrives in jeans and the restaurant you dine in is really no big deal. The worst part? There's no proposal. This can be heartbreaking for a woman who thinks she's about to get engaged. Now let's go to your dog. It is equally heartbreaking for a dog when their owner's energy changes. They approach the dog to pet him and they say in a happy tone, Bye baby, mommy's gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you. We're gonna have so much fun when I come home. The dog thinks that something exciting is about to happen. They follow you to the door and bam, the door closes in their face. How disappointing for that dog. They would have been much better off if their owner would have just left without getting them worked up and excited and then have extreme disappointment kick in when that door closes and they're left behind. When you come home, play it cool too. If you're excited when you come home, your dog's going to jump on you and then your dog's going to jump on somebody else and you're going to be angry. Or you're going to come home, you're going to be excited and your dog's going to piddle on the floor and then you're going to be ticked off because they had an accident. Keep your dog calm when you come home. Keep the energy the same. Don't let it spike at any point. Those are our 10 tips. Are they magic tips? No. Will the dog easily fall into place with your routine? No. Most of us dislike change. For dogs, the time with their family is enjoyable. Nobody wants the party to end. 
It may take a while for it all to fit together. Finding success means keeping up with your plan. Don't give up if at first your dog is unhappy. Starting a new routine takes time, work, and discipline. Balance, and this is really important, balance exercise, affection, and rest to make the process easier for you. A tired dog will go into a crate much easier than a dog who's just been laying around doing nothing all day. And again, if your dog truly suffers, we suggest that you hire a dog trainer who specializes in separation anxiety. Okay, we've paused and learned. It's time in this podcast to reflect. When the going gets tough, remind yourself, I face this challenge with strength and know that I will get through this. That affirmation is not only helpful when teaching our dog a new behavior, but also for teaching us to get through tough times. Returning to life after COVID-19, after summer vacation or an illness or an injury can be challenging. I hope this affirmation helps you and your dog because it is true. This is not forever. This information is available on our website, iscdt.com, under our blog. I hope the information is helpful for you and your dog. Should you have any questions on the topic or if you want information on some of these items I've suggested, please feel free to contact me by email at katie, K-A-T-I-E, at iscdt.com. When we return next week, we will discuss generalizing a behavior. Again, I apologize that I did not record that episode as I promised, but I just felt that this was more important with the changes going on in the world. Uh, One more thing I want to tell you is June 1st is National Say Something Nice to Somebody. So after four podcasts, I'm going to do what I should have done from the beginning. I want to thank the people who helped me get this podcast off the ground. First is my son, Brian. He has taught me everything I need to know and continues to teach me about creating and producing a podcast. I want to thank my friend's son, Paul, who came up with Pupcast. I think that is an adorable term, and I am so delighted that he shared it with me. And finally, for my sister and her husband, who came up with the name for this podcast. I appreciate the support of every single person who helped me get it off the ground and for everybody who's listening to it. If you enjoyed this podcast, depending on which platform you listen to, please like it, please subscribe to it, please leave a review, and please refer it to your friends. It is the only way that we will continue to grow. Again, I thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we will see you and discuss generalization.